Hi there, my name is John Falola. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of Tribe Podcast. Today's anchor scripture is Psalm 75 and Ezekiel 37. So, I read Psalm 75 first, then um, I will read Ezekiel 37 much later, based on a Revelation of thought I had earlier in the week. So we read Psalm 75. We praise you, God. We praise you for your name is near. People tell of your wonderful deeds. You say, I chose the appointed time. It is high who judge with equity when the earth and its people quake. It is high who old spill a firm. To the arrogant I say boast no more, and to the wicked do not lift up your, your horns. Do not lift up your horns against heaven, do not speak so divinely. Do not speak so defi- defiantly. No one from the east or the west or from the desert can exalt themselves. It is God who judges. He brings one down and exalts, he exalts another. In the hand of the Lord is a cup full of foaming, wine mixed with spices. He pours it out and all the wicked of the earth drinks it down to its very dress. As for me, I will declare this forever. I will sing praise to the God of Jacob, who says, I will cut off the horns of all the wicked, but the horns of the righteous will be lifted up. The word of the Lord. So during the course of the week, I was um, having a quiet time, and I had a couple of questions in my mind, kind of tabling it before God, and need answers. And um, the scripture jumped to mind to explain the whole picture. So I'm going to narrate the story. Ezekiel 37 came up. And um, so we're still on our series, Thanksgiving 3. So let me read Ezekiel 37. And it's a national and personal prophecy. And it's about Nigeria uh, and the state of things in Nigeria. So listen attentively. Um, Ezekiel 37, the valley of, of dry bones. A hand of the Lord was up me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of the valley, which was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He asked of me, son of man, can these bones live? Can the impossible become possible? Can the dead economy become the best economy in the world? 
and a nation witnessing massive exodus of the best of minds become the best the home to the best of minds I, I, I read again I said sovereign Lord only you alone know then he said to me prophesy to these bones and say to them dry bones dry economy the works of your hand those dead ideas that needs resuscitation those dead dreams and visions that needs restoration that needs massive revival hear the word of the Lord this is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones I will make breath enter you and you will come to life I will attach tendons to you and make flesh upon you and cover you with skin I will put breath in you and you come to life then you will know that I am the Lord so I prophesied as I was commanded and as I was prophesying there was a noise a rattling sound and the bones came together bone to bone I looked and the tendons and flesh appeared on them and skin covered them but there was no breath in them then he said to me prophesy to the breath prophesy son of man and say to it this is what the sovereign Lord says come breath from the four winds and breathe into this slain that they may live so I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath entered them, and they came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. That is to say that there are a lot of things you've given up on, there's a lot of things that as a nation we have given up on. That as a result of a revival, there will be the breath of God. That's the only way you can explain it. Because there won't be a principle other than the fact that God, God brought it back to life. There won't be a better way to describe it other than the fact that God said it and God made it happen by himself. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the people of Israel. These bones are the people of Nigeria, in this case now, based on my experience and they say our bones are dried up our hope is gone we are cut off therefore prophesy and say to them this is what the sovereign lord says my people i'm going to open your graves and bring you hope from there i will bring you back to the land of israel as you see the promised land then you my people will know that i am the lord when i open the graves and bring you up from from them i will put my spirit in you and you will leave i will set you in your own land then you will know that i the lord have spoken and i have done it declares the lord now the part b of this ezekiel 37 is amazing one nation under God, one king the word of the Lord came to me, 
son of man take his stick of wood and write on it belonging to judah and to the israelites associated with him then take another stick of wood and write on it belonging to joseph that is to ephraim and all the israelites associated with him joining together join them together into one stick so that they will become one in your hand in nigeria's case now there's been this massive thought of the of division between the nation nigeria into north and south and this word confirms the fact that God wouldn't have us split into two ways. We we'll remain one as one nation. When you when your people ask you, won't you tell us what you mean by this? Say to them, This is what the sovereign Lord says. I'm going to take the stick of Joseph, which is in Ephraim's hand, and of the Israelites tribes associated with him, and join it to Judah's stick. I will make them into a single stick of wood and they will become one in my hand. That means one nation. All before your eyes the sticks you have written on and say to them, This is the, what the sovereign Lord says. I will take the Israelites out of the nations. Now, this is the season that we are in right now where a lot of people are moving out of the nation in droves seeking for better opportunities it is written here this is what sovereign lord says this is what is my interpretation of the scripture in today's time i will take israel out of the nations where they had gone i will gather them from all around and bring them back into their own land that means to say that a time will come where nigerians who have traveled into nations of the world come back home I think God will bring them back home uh, because Nigeria will become a promised land I will make them one nation in the land and on the mountains of Israel there will be one king that means that in the leadership which will practice a democratic dispensation not um, not a uh, kingdom kind of Dispensation, so it's going to be president or leadership over them, one, and there will never again be two nations or be divided into two kingdoms. That means that this aura of div- divisiveness will never occur again. They will no longer defy themselves with their idols and vile images with any of their offenses for i will save them from all their sinful backsliding and i will cleanse them they will be my people and i will be their god my servant david will be king over them and they will all have one shepherd they will follow my laws and be careful to keep my decrees they will live in the land i gave to my servant jacob the land where your ancestors lived they and their children and their children's children will live there forever and david my servant will be their prince forever i will make a covenant of peace with them 
it will be an everlasting covenant. I will establish them and increase their numbers. And I will put my sanctuary among them forever. My dwelling place will be with them. I will be their God and they will be my people. Then the nations will know that I, the Lord, make Israel holy. I, the Lord, make Nigeria holy. When my sanctuary is among them forever. When means when God's presence is among us forever. The word of the Lord. So it was literally an amazing experience for me because what I got from this executed seven was relating it to Nigeria's times today because the reality of the fact that there's a massive exodus of probably people seeking for global opportunities where their skills will be much more appreciated and um, to be honest with you I don't blame them because everybody wants to move ahead in life everybody wants to be ahead everybody wants to be able to cater for themselves in life and position for, the, for themselves in the future in which that future is the fourth industrial revolution and nobody wants to be left behind the truth about it is all of this happens when a nation has gotten to a brink of failure it happens when systems are failed and at the same time at the same time where a lot of people move out in droves why some people will be moving out to further their education or prepare themselves to come lead in the future everybody have different reasons for migrating some people are not going to come back but at some point they will come back home because we're going to build this home Nigeria into a developed nation so what can my, the questions in my mind were like so this is a marathon not a sprint that means that I forgot to have declared the end from the beginning saying that people would migrate back in years to come that means that Nigeria will become a safe heaven that means that the idea of division will come to an end. The idea of splitting this nation into half, the north and south, will come to an end and we'll view ourselves as one nation. See ourselves as a nation bound with peace, freedom and justice. And the people, the citizens will be able to boldly call the nation their own land. That means that everybody will have a good shot at collective prosperity. Enjoy the dividends of democracy. Have self, um, have safety. Probably have have a secure nation. Social welfare, healthcare, good education system. Massive, massive infrastructure. You know, I would draw attention of foreign direct investment across the world. I thought about it is, you know, sometimes when this vision or probably when these things have been communicated, 
between one's heart and God's heart. Sometimes you think those things should happen immediately because they are too good to be true. And then I realized that in God's agenda, He tells you the end and go and goes back to the beginning just to assure you that He has sorted the future. Our only responsibility is to hold on to Him to help us navigate into what He has created already in the future, to help us navigate and for us to be a partaker in that thing which He has shown us. And trust me, that's one of the most difficult tasks. Because I've been there a, few, a couple of times. I remember the first time I received a vision from God. You know, as a zealous person, actually, what people don't know about me, I love to get things done now, 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 that I even, you know, I would rather do it now, 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 because that's how my mind works. Get it done now. Until I began to realize that life doesn't work like that. You know, sometimes some visions are short-term visions, some visions are long-term visions. So you you need to be able to navigate the timings as well. I also be frustrated. I'll give you a scenario. The political landscape of Nigeria will never remain like this. The political landscape of Nigeria was not the same as it was 20 years ago. over 20 years ago and the political landscape of Nigeria will not be the same as it were today over the next 20 years the business landscape of Nigeria was not the same about over 20 years ago so the business landscape of Nigeria will not be the same as it were for over the next 20 years and truth about it is one of my biggest concerns is how plug myself into my role or probably what it is as my portion in the midst of all of this you know an opportunity comes to everyone of us in our pursuit of life and pursuit of answers trying to be the best we can be in this life I will find ourselves so that was my experience. That's what led me to this encounter of Ezekiel 37 about Nigeria and about it had a national dimension to the vision and it had a personal part of it. I began to understand the need to think more global, the need to be able to develop oneself to capture global opportunities depending when Nigeria is ready to bet that dimension of global opportunities in our own local economy. So, if you've been following my teachings, this is quite practical and real time. If want to get ahead, if you want to be ahead in the fourth industrial revolution, you need to put your head and heart to learning. As in learning at a fast pace, whether informal or formal. If you have your resources, 
get more education if you have resources belong to communities associate with communities that shape or there's an alignment with that kind of vision that you have or that provides you with global opportunities that's that we are going back with Psalm 75 the beauty of that Psalm is the fact that we're giving thanks and we're in that mood to just give thanks to God appreciating Him for His faithfulness but there's something that caught my eye in that scripture that I want you to see as well you know um Okay, let me read from verse 2. It reads from verse 2. You say, I choose, as in God said that, choose the appointed time. It is high who judge with equity when they hurt and hold the people quake. It is high who would spill as firm. To the arrogant, I say, boast no more. To the wicked, I say, do not lift up your horns. Five, do not lift your horns against heaven. Choose my well. Make sure your fight is not against God. Do not speak so divine. Um, no, verse 6 now. Say, no one from the east or the west or from the desert can exalt themselves. This struck me. It is God who judges. He brings one down and exalts another. This struck me. It makes me realize that, you know, a life itself whether you're born into privilege whether you have been privileged to get some leverage in life maybe a good job been able to start your own business even able to employ people been able to put others to work by owning a global business or probably a local business that contributes to the GDP of a nation. One of the things that strike chords with me was the fact that no one from the east or the west or from the desert can exalt themselves. That means that none of us can exalt ourselves. That means that whatsoever you have today, that you regard as a promotion or that you regard as a level, as a level in life. You do not get there by yourself, even if you feel your hard work got you there. Even if you feel that you you did some work, some back work, or probably you stretched yourself to become that person. It is, it, you know, the scripture in the in the Trinity, it comes to mind as well. It is God that gives you power to create wealth. It is power that is that power that comes on your hard work that comes on your efforts that makes it look like you're the star boy or probably you're the one making things done or getting things done whereas people don't know that it's just the breath of God on what you're doing it's just grace on merited favor it is God who judges he brings one and exalts another it is God that decides whose time is over and it is God that decides whose time is next. 
and when God judges whose time is over and whose time is next, it is perfect. It is just. And it happens by itself. It doesn't need anybody's permission. And it can be stopped. Because nothing can stop God's timing. You know, I was having a conversation with some of my friends and they asked me a question which was very, very powerful. He said, um, you know, do you believe in destiny? And he asked a second question, do you believe that there's a connection between destiny and decisions? And I said to him, there's a saying that, that goes to us, he said, the collective of your decisions determines your destiny. That means that the collective of your decisions determines your destination in life. Because destiny is a, is a cumulative of series of destinations or, or fulfillment of some things. So at that very point, it dawned on me that at every single moment of our life, we're making a decision. Whether we're making a decision or not, it's that we're letting life issues make those decisions for us. I don't care what the reality of life is with you right now. What I care about is the fact that we all have the capacity to make a decision. And the truth about it is, the quality of our decisions determine the output of our life in the future. If you don't like where you are right now, Yes, I agree that there are some other factors that may be beyond your power. But if you are going, to, if you are going to do your best to be all you can be in life, make sure that your failing doesn't come from you. People may be against you. People may try to pull you down. Those are things you can't control. Those are beyond your own power. You know. Your own responsibility is to pay attention to the price required for you to be the best of whom you can be and pay it. I'll give you a perfect example in the Bible. Daniel was a trap was set for Daniel in the Bible, and there was a decree that nobody should pray. And the idea was to disempower him or put him in captivity. So, his captivity led to his victory because he went into the den and became friends with the lions because there was an angel or there was a fourth man with him. After the experience, those that connived were made to face similar experience, but they didn't come out alive. That is to say, why I share that story is that sometimes when people hate you or probably try to bring you down, when is their own time to go through their own life issues? And that they are facing probably the same trials that they put you through 
they can't survive it because in most cases they are you know life pays everybody's back in their own coin that is that on that but the most important reason why I shared that is that promotion does not come from the east does not come from the west promotion comes from God it is God that decides you are lifting the same thing happened to Joseph in the Bible everybody had forgotten him every person he had solved problem for forgotten even his own family had forgotten or thought he was dead or more like that and until a problem arose that had his name on it a problem that nobody could solve within the province or within the kingdom or within the nation the problem that had his that had everyone's blueprint or signature with his name Joseph or called and they had to throw away their ego they had to bring back the spirit of remembrance as in they had to remember him because a problem that only him could solve had occurred sometimes God makes men forget you and the only way they can remember you is by causing a problem in their lives that only you can solve and they remember you exactly yes call that guy he can do that he can solve this problem get me that guy he can he can build this business get me that guy he can take this idea to the next level get me that guy he can lead us through the turbulent times in this nation so that tells you that some people that have strange deposits of problem solving skills unusual deposits and the only thing that announces them is problem when there's a problem somewhere and they need a solution that's the only thing that announces them that's the only thing that announces their promotion so that is to say the purpose of our world today are there to announce our promotion if you truly believe in God, if you truly believe in the God of the Bible, you understand that the problems of our world today are there to announce us in our diverse offices. Everybody, everybody is, as far as I'm concerned, is, an, is in an office in the scheme of God's agenda. So what announces you within your own sphere of influence or within your sphere of capacity are problems. And need solutions, or I need someone that can solve them, or I need someone with that particular skill sets that I need at that time. So be prepared, my people. Develop your skill sets, prepare your mind, prepare yourself mentally, prepare yourself physically, prepare yourself spiritually. You know, the scripture said Jesus grew in favor with men, as in physically, spiritually, mentally. 
even relationally. So we need to develop ourselves in that in all those areas, physically, spiritually, mentally, relationally. So that when the opportunity comes, no politics, no gimmicks, no scheme can disqualify you. There comes a point where you are prepared. You're so prepared that nothing can disqualify you from, a, from, a, from, a, from, a, from, an, from any opportunity because you have been trained by time, you've been trained by life, you've been trained by challenges, you've been trained by life's trials, temptations, you've been trained by those tests, those little tests. You've been prepared over time for that one moment. So, in the spirit of thanksgiving, hear my prayers. I pray that the spirit of excellence, this unusual spirit of problem solving comes upon us and we begin to solve societal problems. Even at the scales of government level, even at the scales of institutional level we need to solve problems that affect the GDP of a nation they affect the systems the political systems the educational systems they affect the health care system they affect the power sector system because all those things may have not been working because we are waiting for you and I to step in into these offices and do what will do best for our solution. Here's my prayer. Your time will come. My time will come. But when that time comes, let that time find us worthy and prepared to be all that God would have us be. As I speak to you, Many of us are we are going through our preparation phases. I speak to you. Some people are just getting started. Some people are, just, some people are already in it. And if there's anyone here discouraged about your preparation phase, please don't be. God never asked you to seek Him in vain. His thought towards you are thought of good and not of evil. He has an expected hand for you. If where you are at now is not your best, I mean that's not God's best, God's end for you. It's just getting started with you. The Lord is your shepherd. You shall not want. It makes you lie down in green pastures, leads you beside still waters. He will prepare you a table in the presence of your enemy. And yes, why? So that his name may be glorified. So that men and women may know that it is God that lifts, it is God that blesses, it is God that makes all every one of us have a life worthy of living. And this is what I want you to know. In many times, many a times we feel God loves some people more than others. That's a big lie. God loves us equally. But he places demands on every one of us. 
how you respond to, to those demands and what determines the outcome of our lives at the level of which we enjoy dominion on earth. Some demands could be worrisome. Could be tiring. Or if you overcome, if you stand firm to the very end, God will make you. Would enthrone you and place you in your rightful place. Thank you for listening to me on today's episode. I look forward to bringing you more of God's word in subsequent episode. Thank you so much. Wow.